Welcome back in Good Karma Wrestling. Before you know it, the road to WrestleMania will be underway. And this year, that road starts in Florida. The Royal Rumble, January 27th in Tampa. Tickets on sale tomorrow, Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern on Ticketmaster. And join us now. He's a former winner of the match 2020, Drew McIntyre. Join us. Drew, we'll start talking Rumble. You won in 2020. What is that feeling like at the end of that match when you realize you're the last man standing in that match? Overwhelming, completely overwhelming, uh, especially for myself with uh, the journey that I've been on my whole career and all the ups and downs. And when I was a kid, I was supposed to be the future of the company, supposed to have won a bunch of Royal Rumbles, supposed to have won a bunch of titles, but it didn't quite go that way. And then I got my butt fired and had to find my way back to WWE, find my way back to the top of the mountain and finally break through that glass ceiling by winning the Royal Rumble in 2020. 40,000 people going crazy at the end when they potentially could have booed because Edge had made his comeback to WWE after nine years of missing, of being missing and retired. He was never going to wrestle again. And there he was wrestling in the Royal Rumble. And I was thinking while I was in there, oh, well, if I win, uh, when I win, uh, they might boo like they have in the past when Roman Reigns won and Batista won. So I might be one of those guys that get booed for winning. Uh, thankfully, uh, they didn't boo. They cheered. Uh, it was a very, very special moment and 100% top five moments in my career. That moment led to a title win at WrestleMania in an empty stadium, not in front of fans. How much do you still think about that moment and how it could have been different with 70 to 90,000 people cheering you on? I try not to dwell on it too much, but yeah, I mean, obviously I've got, got feelings about it that um, I'm talking about on TV now. I guess I'm therapy sessions live on the air these days of you know, what really is going on uh, deep inside. Because um, the truth is, I didn't grow up hoping to win the Royal Rumble, then go to WrestleMania and win it in front of nobody. But obviously, we couldn't have predicted a worldwide pandemic. And um, as much as it wasn't ideal, you know, my match is a very feel-good story. We'd taken WrestleMania over two days for the first time. I was going to be in that last match, main event, and maybe make some people smile during a time where people needed to smile, where people were scared. So... Um, I took that responsibility on, you know, happily. Um, I'm very proud of what I was able to do in WWE did during that time to help people escape. But, you know, nonetheless, I, I lost out in a lot of moments, a lot of character building and moments, a lot of connection with the fans moments that you can't really capture once that, that initial period's passed, that first title reign has passed. So, you know, as much as I'm proud of it at the same time, you've got those feelings inside of, man, I need to, of that moment again like i'm just gonna have to work hard and recreate it which i did somehow with clash of the castle in the uk and then you know got bumped out of that one again so some other less uh i don't know less mentally strong people because of my journey might have cracked but i kept fighting on hopefully find that moment again and we've got seth rollins coming up so hopefully finally get that moment with the world title in front of fans you talk about that journey it's a unique one and like you said you had all the hype coming in you end up getting fired. You go reinvent yourself. You come back and now here you are top of the mountain again. How much do you hope guys and girls, when they see that end of the line possibly in sight, use you as motivation saying, hey, this isn't the end of the line. Let's hit the drawing board and really can, you know, redo things now. I mean, I hope they are um, inspired. And from what I gather, the company literally tells people kind of, uh, you know, do a Drew. Um, my brother once said you've become a verb. Um, to kind of go out there and reinvent yourself, grow your brand, and you know make yourself more valuable. 
And I believe that's the advice the company literally gives people. And some of the superstars that are released uh, come to me and ask advice. And hopefully they'll look at the template of uh, what I did. Because when I left, the model was usually take that WWE character, take it around the world, get paid X amount. The second time around, you'll make a little less. And finally, you'll find a wage that you stop on. And that'll be your wage. And hopefully one day you'll make it back to WWE. You know, uh, my business mindset, that was terrible business sense. It's like I'm absolutely not doing that. I'm going to reinvent myself. I'm going to show what I can truly do. Social media is becoming really big, which it was becoming huge in 2014. I can take everyone around the world with me on my journey. And I'm really going to reinvent uh, what it means to be an independent wrestler. And thankfully, a lot of people believed in me, gave me a lot of opportunities, a lot of platforms to show what I could do. And um, it really succeeded and everybody can follow that. You know, the next guy was Cody Rhodes and, uh, you know, he had his own version, which led to the creation of another company. And you watch Mark Cardona now and, um, you know, Cody and I eventually kind of went to the TV level. Matt's been able to keep on that independent level, but really, you know, become, you know, super popular, super successful. And he's got that carny in him that never truly had. Well, he's doing very, very well. <laughs> Well, for you then, we've talked to Matt Cardona about it, the way he's reinvented himself. He's hit his own top of the mountain. Was WWE always the goal when you're reinventing, or was there, hey, this is what I'm going to do forever now? Initially, WWE was the goal. If you listen to my interview with Jericho and his podcast, it was the first thing I did. I said, I'm going to go out by myself, and then you know, I'll be back home. So it's all these people I grew up with, not just on TV, but all the people that work backstage. I've been there forever, and are still there to this day. You know, I'll be back to you know my second family one day and then intended it to be quick. But the way things worked out and how successful I was out with the company, not just like financially, but also just creatively so fulfilled and know I was doing this with my friends and with my own vision. I eventually got to the point where I was like, I don't know if I will be back. Um, you know, I think I want to tackle this next, go here next, uh, go to Japan next. And I had a kind of idea in my head of what I was going to do. And it wasn't until I you know, spoke to William Regal on the phone and spoke to, to Hunter on the phone that I knew it was time uh, to come back to WWE. And, you know, they were right. And it was the right time to return when I did. Royal Rumble tickets on sale 10 a.m. tomorrow. Tropicana Field in Tampa. You win the Rumble, you go to WrestleMania. In an ideal world, who's the dream WrestleMania opponent for Drew McIntyre? I don't care as long as I'm champion. Something that be set for the title. Maybe I let out the Rumble as world champion like Brock did, except actually win it and just sit in a chair in the middle of the ring at WrestleMania by myself and just go, sorry, guys, this is the main event. I won the Royal Rumble and I was champion. So you just have to watch me for 15 minutes, read a book or something. <laughs> and then before we let you go, we saw John Cena talk about that money in the bank. For you growing up as a wrestling fan, what would WrestleMania being in the UK mean to you one day? Unbelievable. Um, I didn't even think of it as an option growing up. Just like I never thought Clash of the Castle was an option. I could remember doing interviews for that. It was like it's a dream scenario, but a dream I never thought of because I didn't think it was possible. And that would be the same case for a, for a WrestleMania. It'd be like a super dream that I didn't think it would be possible. But looking at the way uh, the business has evolved and our business model now and how many international shows we do and how successful they are for the company. And the time difference isn't that bad in the UK. Like, I heard that for years and I complained and I complained and I complained and then finally we got Clash of the Castle because I was like, we're doing a show in Australia. We've seen the time difference there. Don't be silly. We're doing a show in the UK. Uh, but now the idea of a mania is very much possible. I know how successful it would be um, for the company, but I know how amazing it would be for the fans. And I know how much fun it would be for everyone around the world to watch because we know how crazy and fun and wild the UK fans are. Just take one second to watch Clash. 
not just my match, but for the whole show, just how wild they were from beginning to end. And imagine that at WrestleMania. 10 a.m. Eastern, Friday, tickets on sale, the Royal Rumble. Drew McIntyre will be there. Tropicana Field in Tampa. Drew, thanks so much for the time, and best of luck the rest of the year. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you for having me, and I will chat to you all again.